We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The other big news today, Sean, Sam Hartman announced today that he is not going to be playing in the bowl game. He kind of announced it. It was like in his way of announcing it. Um, he never actually said, I'm not playing in the bowl game. Mm-hmm. Like we already knew he wasn't going to play. And it was kind of like his goodbye to college football, which I actually thought the video was kind of cool, even though I wish like he didn't announce it, you know, just from a news breaking standpoint, announce it. And then of course, Notre Dame puts out the, just Notre Dame social media team has done a lot of good things this year, but that whole peanut butter jelly and jelly time with the <laughs> banana was like, okay, this is one of the lamest things you guys have ever done. Like, come on, guys. Um, but you anyway, didn't like, you didn't like the eight bit. No, 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 not even a little bit. But uh, the the career for Sam Hartman has come to a close at Notre Dame and in college football. Uh, he will finish his career as a top five all time passer in passing yards and passing touchdowns. Uh, had a, a quality season for Notre Dame. Uh, we'll talk more about it in the in the mailbag, Sean. But uh, mm-hmm. well, let's just get into it now, and and we can we can discuss it here. But that there the the way that he's going to be viewed is interesting. We had someone in the chat, you know, that that asked the question. Actually, I'll just kind of bring it up as we're talking. But they were talking about you know this right here. Does does the Leonard experiment have a better chance of, of success than a, a than the Hartman failure? And I think this is kind of one of those things where it can be frustrating having these conversations because you can say in one breath, it didn't go how we hoped. But the 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 alternative is not, it was a failure. Right? And that's kind of the frustration. It's this all or nothing mentality we have. Sam Hartman did some good things for Notre Dame this year. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about it. He put up good numbers. Uh, he had the highest quarterback rating for Notre Dame quarterback since Jimmy Clausen back in 2009. Uh, it was, I believe, the third best, third or fourth best single season all-time quarterback rating mark at Notre Dame. His uh, He averaged well over eight yards a, a completion this or an attempt this season. He put up some good numbers, had some good games. The reality is that Sam Hartman fell victim to the thing that has plagued Notre Dame for a long time, which is that he did not play one of the biggest games. And... That has just been a, a constant theme from Notre Dame quarterbacks that Sam Hartman continued. But uh, his Notre Dame career is over. We'll talk about him briefly, Sean, and then obviously we'll talk about you know what we're going to see in the bowl game. But 
Sam Hartman was not as good as we'd hoped he would be this season, but he was far, far from a failure either, Sean. I mean, so so he did some good things for Notre Dame. And the biggest thing for me beyond the production is he's a kid that seemed bought in from day one. And and you the way he acted is not like a guy that was a rental player who was just here for a short period of time and he's going to leave. I mean, he completely uh, embraced Notre Dame. And, and at the very least, fans should respect that part about it, however you feel about the product on the field. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's just interesting when you talk about how he embraced Notre Dame. Uh, it just goes back to uh, having an understanding in the original question, like in comparison to Riley Leonard. We'll, like I said, we'll get into that breaking down whether or not he has a better chance to be more successful. I think he comes in in a more advantageous situation. I think Sam Hartman came in the very last year with probably the toughest schedule that Notre Dame had put up maybe in the last five years. You know, we can go back and look, but this is one of the toughest schedules. Before it played out, we thought Duke was going to be a tough game right after Ohio State. Before we watched Duke play this year, just before the yeah, season. That, that like, was our trap game before the that's season. That's going to be a right. tough game coming off of that emotional Ohio State game. And then having Duke actually be a really good team, it's like, okay. It becomes even more difficult. Now Riley Leonard steps into a situation where Notre Dame, like you said, the ex- expectations are all or nothing because there's no conference alignment. You know you have to either go undefeated or one good loss to make it into the playoff. So it is a all or nothing feel every year. Now that feel now you can coach a Notre Dame team to peak. See, Notre Dame had to be a peak performance against Ohio State. Like, dude, we we have to play our best against Ohio State and win that game. Now, you have Texas A&M, but that game might not be as daunting as you thought it was. But we'll see how the portal tr- plays out. Mike Elko is a really good coach. He's made some good hires in his assistance. But now, Marcus Freeman can coach this team to peak going into November and having – not having the pressure of, you know, having to win every game. Because now if Notre Dame has two losses, more than likely they're going to be right there. 
to get into a 12-team playoff. If they have one loss, more than likely they're definitely going to be in a 12-team playoff. So now I'm very interested in how Notre Dame approaches, you know, going into a season now in comparison to the way they used to have to go into seasons with the pressure of winning every single game. This is going to be a different thing that Riley Leonard is stepping into than Sam Hartman stepped into. So, you know, I just just with that thought, I think expectations should be a little bit different than they were for Sam Hartman. Because, I, dude, I was one of the people that said, look, stop putting this, all this. Fans just went crazy when Sam Hartman announced he was coming to Notre Dame. And I'm like, yo, it's Sam Hartman is not a guy that's going to carry you. He has no, there was part. never a doubt about that. And, 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 and we'll, part of we'll, team. we'll dive into the Riley Leonard stuff when that, when that time comes. But mm -hmm. that was the thing is, is he needed, he was the kind to me was mm -hmm. the hope was that he'd be the kind of that perfect trigger man that he could just get the ball where it needed to get to. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of reasons, he just wasn't able to do that enough in some mm -hmm. of the biggest moments. But the fact is, is the kid played hard and he embraced his teammates. He embraced Notre Dame. He's embraced by Notre Dame. And, and, and I remember being at senior day, Sean, and, and they announced him last and he got the biggest ovation. And at first I was kind of annoyed by it. But then I remembered, wait, it's I'm sitting there right by the Wake Forest crowd up, up mm -hmm. top. And of course, they're going to be excited about it. But somebody had said in a chat and, and or in a response to, to a tweet, because I just thought it was a little bit cringy, the whole, you know, and I'll always love you thing for Whitney Houston that they did with him on the screen. And I'm like, this kid's been here for a year. And like, why aren't we doing this for like, you know, Zeke Carell and, and, you know, Cam somebody, Hart. yeah, Cam Hart and some of these other guys who, n number one in Cam's situation, not only has been here longer, but was a better player. You know, why aren't we doing this for like J.D. Bertrand and guys like that? You know, it is what it is. But mm -hmm. then somebody made a comment like, look, part of the reason is because he embraced Notre Dame. And I think that endeared him to a lot of people on top of being a quarterback. And, and so th those are a lot of the reasons why I think people will respect Sam Hartman. Let's turn the table a little bit, Sean, and talk about, OK, what does this mean for Notre Dame now? Mm -hmm. And while I would have preferred Sam played in the bowl game. And, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of opt-outs. I don't think there's an injury concern that should have kept him out of the bowl game. Uh, it is what it is. So let's talk about what 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 is there. And what is there is obviously Steve Angeli is going to be the starting quarterback in the game. What I don't know is whether or not they will also play Kenny Minchie. I hope there's a plan for that. I don't know if there will be. But this is a huge opportunity for, for Steve Angeli because there's a lot of people, myself included, who don't believe Steve Angeli is a championship caliber quarterback. Now, some people take that to mean you think he sucks. No, I don't think he sucks. I think he's a good football player. I think he's got some ability. I just don't think Steve is a championship caliber quarterback. But this is going to be his first chance to show us that we are incorrect or not. Because even though Oregon State will have some opt-outs, they're going to still have a very talented defensive football team. They are one of the best defenses in the country. They have been the last two years. Trent Braid has done a great job uh, the last two years with this Oregon State defense. And it, it's going to be a test. It's going to be a test. There's no doubt about it, Sean. And so you're t this is a team that's going to bring a lot of pressure uh, against Steve Angeli 
anyway, but they're definitely going to do it now that he is, you know, now, now that he's the, uh, the starting quarterback. I mean, you're talking about an Oregon state team that was 10th in the country this year, Sean and sacks before Notre Dame's like, okay, we're putting a first time starter in the game. Mm-hmm. They're going to try. And Oh, by the way, you're probably going to have both of your starting offensive tackles. So this is going to be a big opportunity for Steve to go out there and, and, uh, and win. And, and look, he's a guy that we have always heard has a lot of respect from his teammates. So I do believe at least that part will be good because they'll want to play hard for him. But this is this adds a little bit of a, a, a much bigger unknown factor to this bowl game. Now, of course, Oregon State's going to have a different quarterback in the bowl game. But the difference is the guy that's going to be playing quarterback for Oregon State has actually played a decent amount. He started games in 2022. Uh, he started several games actually in 2022 and threw for over 1,400 yards and nine touchdowns last season. So even though they're going to have a new starter as well, their guy is not as talented as Steve Angeli, but he's far more proven than Steve Angeli. So much different look, Sean. And and you're not going to be able to just say, hey, let's just run the ball and get out of here. You know what I mean? Because you don't know what your offensive line is going to look like now in this bowl game. You don't know if you're going to have 100 guests to man this bowl game. So it just makes it very, very interesting. But Steve Angeli is going to get a shot to go out there and show, hey, I have the tools to be taken seriously. Whether Riley Leonard comes in or not, whenever that time comes, I've got the tools to be taken seriously as a quarterback. That doesn't mean he has to go 28 of 30 for 495 yards and five touchdowns. He just has to show himself, hey, I can make the throws. I can make yeah. the plays that can lead this team to high, 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 you know, high peaks. Yeah. And uh, and we're going to see what he has to see what he has to offer, man. One of the interesting things is Steve Angeli, in my opinion, has grown. I won't give a measure, but he's grown as a quarterback since I watched him in the spring. It's evident to me just watching him play in the limited snaps in the regular season. From the guy I saw in the spring, Justin Shells, and some of, some of the other things, like, okay. This kid is playing, but it seems like he's playing with a different level of confidence than what I saw in the spring. Now, I don't – who do you attribute that to? Is that Gino Gadulli? You know, is that the kid himself that's putting in the work? Hey, you know, we pointed out Sam Hartman wasn't really given the ability to make checks. Steve Angeli was going into games making checks. So you feel confident about his knowledge. And not even knowing if he actually had the ability, if he was allowed to, but he's like right. – I'm doing it. Hey, note it, right? So that gives you confidence going into this bowl game. Like, okay, he he knows the offense. Like, one thing we know is that he knows the offense, and he has the ability to do this. Now, everything else that's surrounding him, that's a big question mark. How will it affect him? How will it affect his performance? We'll see. But one thing that strikes me, he's never going into any moment, whether regular season or the spring games we've seen him in, even, you know, the touchdown going back to the end of the spring game, his first year. Like, the kid just goes in and plays. He's never walked into a situation that seems like he's rattled. Right. He goes in. He might not make the right throw, do the right thing, but he's not rattled. That's calming for everybody else in the offense. And I think that's going to bowl well in the bowl game. So I'm looking very much forward to it watching him play, and like you said, I hope they do have a plan for Kenny Minchie to get some game experience in the bowl game as well. Yeah. So I, I think the positive is from what I saw in the spring to what I've seen now in the regular season, 
I've seen improvement in Steve Angeli. And so, you know, that that's a good thing. You know, I I'm I'm with you as far as like, you know, forecasting whether or not he can be that guy. I'm not there yet. Right. However, you know, he has improved, Notre Dame fans. So. Well, sure. I mean, you would hope any player can improve the longer he's in a system. I think the one thing that that Sean is you can call it improvement, but the reality is, is we saw this from Steve the first time we ever saw him play. Mm-hmm. Is for all the issues I have about his limitations as a player and his lack of ball placement, whatever, and just you know, solid player can be a starting quarterback at the at the Power Five level. But is he a guy that's going to lead Notre Dame to the title? I have major doubts. Mm-hmm. The one thing he showed from the minute he got here, I think, is the biggest thing you said. There is not he does not get rattled. Mm-mm. I mean, I, I mean now. Could have changed in the bowl game, sure, but because we haven't seen him in that situation. But I just, I just think back to his freshman year in the blue gold game, and again, it's just the blue gold game. But the kid comes out there and it's like, oh, we need a game winning touchdown. All right, cool, no problem, and just cool and calmly collected. Just let him down there, made some throws, made some plays with his legs. Obviously, runs it in for a touchdown. The kid has got a lot of, I mean, he's got a lot of uh, confidence in himself, mm-hmm. and, and I don't mean that in a negative way. Like he's just a very confident kid. Like, hey, Driscoll may think I suck but I know I don't suck and I don't think he sucks. I'm being hyperbolic. You get the point that I'm making. Mm-hmm. That kid thinks he can play and play at a high level. And they're just, those moments just don't seem to get to him from what we've seen so far. Uh, you know, I didn't think he played well in this year's spring game, but it wasn't from a lack of him being rattled or he just didn't think he played well. I thought they were going against a pretty good defense, but, and then you looked at him in games this year, Sean. I mean, he had that bad turnover against Stanford, but I don't think it was a, it was a moment was too big. So he just made a bad read and a bad throw and didn't quite wasn't quite on the same page with Jane Greathouse, right? And that, hap- that happens, happens to everybody. It happens yeah. to veterans. It'll happen. Yeah. It happened to Sam Hartman. It'll happen to whoever your next quarterback is. It wasn't like a up oh, seat. I knew it. He sucks. It wasn't like that kind of play. It was like that eh, yeah. happens, like you know, learning process. But like you said, when he did come in the game, he showed poise, he showed the ability to get the ball where it needed to go to. And he showed that he's got some some decent arm talent. I mean, the throw he made to Cooper Flanagan was a really good throw. It wasn't like yeah. a oh my god, that's like a Pat Mahomes throw, but that was that was not an easy throw. No. An accurate throw to on a corner route outcut, throwing to your left as a right-handed quarterback is running to your left as a right-handed. That's not an easy throw. No, and he hit it right on the money. So uh, you hope that he can carry that into the bowl game because again, I don't care who sits out. Notre Dame needs to win this bowl game. They need to win this bowl game. And Steve Angeli is going to get his chance to kind of audition for that spot. And yes, we anticipate Notre Dame having a transfer quarterback uh, that's going to be considered the guy. But I can promise y'all right now, if if another quarterback is consistently just a, the better player, the, Notre Dame's going to go with the guy that gives them the best chance to win. Yeah. And if that's Steve Angeli, it's Steve Angeli. But it's more so, Sean, about Steve Angeli positioning himself to say, hey. I know Kenny Minchie's really good and highly ranked, and I know C.J. Carr's a five-star, and I know Deuce Knight's a five-star, but hey, guys, I'm going to be the guy to beat when we get into the 2024 offseason, 25 yeah. offseason, for the 25 season. Yeah. And this game can earn him a lot of um, a lot of cachet, Sean, in that regard. Because yeah. you'll better be, hey, this is who our backup quarterback might be next year. Yeah. You know, so, uh, and if he doesn't play well, then that opens up a window for Kenny Minchie or CJ Carr to step in and say, hey, I'm going to be the backup quarterback next year and be the guy that comes in when, if, a, if, the, if a new starter is needed.
This episode of the Irish Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's the holiday season, which means it's a time for giving. Giving to our community is important. There's always joy in giving to our friends and family. We also need to ensure that we are properly focused on giving to ourselves and making sure we're taking steps to give ourselves the tools we need to get through the tough times. The holidays are a perfect time for that. It's important to learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. There are ways to make sure you have the tools to be the best version of yourself. And that's not something that's only for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com, H-E-L-P dot com slash Irish. And you know what else I'm interested in watching, Brian? Which, if I could guess right now, I think this probably is the case. I think he has a lot of respect amongst the players. Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah, I mean. And see, that, that goes a long way as well. You know, regardless of whether or not he's the guy in 24 or he ends up being the backup. You need guys like that, that players on both sides of the ball, both sides of the ball look at and say, yo, we respect that dude. Like, he's mm-hmm. a dude. He can be a voice. He can be a leader, you know. And this program going into next season will be very inexperienced and more than likely looking for leaders in the offseason. So to see how the players around him, you talked about everything and all of the question marks and the offensive line and other areas going into this game. Well, guess what? If those guys step up and say, yo, we can't let Steve down. We're not about to allow Steve to look bad in this game. Right. Let's go. 100%. That show, that, 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 that's huge. That's huge going into 2024. So it almost reminds me of kind of the attitude – that that Notre team Notre Dame team had going into that LSU game in 2014, mm-hmm. where it was like, okay, we're hearing all this stuff, the sky is falling, all of that. It kind of was. <laughs> kind of was. I mean, but to your point, they had lost to Northwestern at home. Yeah. They lost to Louisville at home. They got absolutely obliterated by USC. Mm-hmm. They went from number five team in the country to they sucked. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, the sky kind of and and all and I think I think there's only two people on the entire beat that predicted Notre Dame to win that poll game against LSU. It was me and Jake Brown, who at the time I think was working for Scout, I believe. Mm-hmm. That was it. Everybody else predicted Notre Dame to lose, and a lot of people predicted them to lose big. And uh, so yeah, there was a there was a legit like a real legitimate sky is falling thing because it kind of it kind of was <laughs> it kind of was. But this is a very great opportunity to galvanize the program going into next season because that game and the preparation for that game and the leadership in that moment of a guy that was very much respected in cam mcdaniel and the, the all players meeting they had kind of propelled everybody into that next season and that 2015 season even though it didn't end up 
you know, meeting the expectations that a lot of us had for that team, it really set up a, a really a great season, regardless of what the outcome was. That they reached was their really full potential team. for a Brian yeah. Kelly coach team. Yeah. Yeah. So I look, this is a great opportunity. And I want to see how these I want to see how the rest of the players rally around Steve Angeli. That's what I'm very well, interested in. And the interesting in. thing is because there's a lot of I mean, it's a little harder now, I think, than it would have been in a normal situation. Like let's say Sam had gotten hurt. Mm-hmm. because, you know, Tosh Baker can't be worried about, I'm going to play better for Steve. Tosh Baker's got to be worried about, I got to do my job. Mm-hmm. Emil Wagner's got to worry about, I got to do my job, right? Whoever the running backs are, I got to do my job. Because they're now in a similar situation where mm-hmm. they're kind of being thrust into this to role. So, you know, so everybody's going to have to kind of be, you know, be on top of their game for this one, Sean. And, and it's going to be interesting. And look, I'll say this. I've made my opinion on Steve Angeli very clear of what I think of him as a player. He's just one of those kids you kind of you have a lower opinion on relative again, relative to what? Like going and winning a championship at Notre Dame. He is better than guys who started football games at Notre Dame, several of my lifetime, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Steve Angeli on that 07 team when Jimmy Clausen was hurt would have been a huge upgrade. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh Steve Angeli on that uh, what was the year, the 02 team? Once the starter got hurt, once Carlisle got hurt, is a huge upgrade over a Pat Dillingham. You know what I mean? Like, this kid's a good football player. But I've made my opinion very clear. However, he's just one of those kids, Sean, that I just – I'm hoping that he makes me look bad for my opinion of him. He's just an easy kid to root for Mm -hmm. because he does have some of that swagger to him. You know what I mean? Like, he has that – he has some of that it that you look for. He just doesn't have necessarily the physical gifts that other guys that, that you want that it from. You know what I mean? Like when I watch Steve Angeli throw, it's like, oh, he throws a nice ball. When I watch many Kenny Minchie throw before game, I'm like, oh, man, that's impressive, right? I mean, when we used to – I mean, even going back to – was it 2011? You'd watch mm-hmm. Everett Golson in pregame, and it's literally like I'm not paying any attention to Dane Christ. I'm paying zero attention to Tommy Reese. I'm just watching the kid I know is not playing in this game throw to football because it was just different. I mean, it was just like watching him throw the football, watching F throw the football in pregame of 2011 was like, man, this, this guy can spin it really mm-hmm. impressively. And that's how Kenny is, right? But then you look at Steve and it's just like, he doesn't have that. He does, you know, but it's just, he's just, you just, you, lo- you love the swagger, you love the attitude, you love the moxie. He's got all those intangibles. And you kind of hope that he does prove me wrong a little bit because, it's going to be good for Notre Dame if he does, and and so I'm curious to see what uh, what what Steve can do in the J- the game. So- I say it all the time, Brian. We can sit up here, watch film, break down, forecast. It it comes up to the kid, man. Well, and there's only so much the film can tell you about this, yeah, and this, yeah. yeah. And we've seen quarterbacks on film like this guy's got a million dollar arm. He's athletic. He's this, and then you watch him playing college football, and you're like, this kid is not a real smart football player, or this kid has no heart. Like, you get any kind of pressure on this million-dollar arm kid, and he's going to fold. Yeah. Right? And then there's that kid that just like – like Aiden O'Connell. How the freaking heck is Aiden O'Connell in the NFL and none of Notre Dame's talented quarterbacks over the last 10 years in the NFL? Right? Well, number one, he was developed well. And number two is right. he, just, he just got it here. Yeah, he's got it here. I mean, with all due respect to some other people that 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 want to talk about, you know, Brock – I always knew Brock Purdy was – really no, no, you didn't. 
you didn't think Brock Purdy is going to be this because Brock Purdy isn't an elite talent. He's not in the same universe as mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen and Joe Burrow physically, but he's got it here and he's got it here, right? And and Jalen Hurts is, Jalen Hurts doesn't have the the God given throwing ability that Kyler Murray does, but Jalen's got it here and Jalen's got it here, right? And that could go on and on and on, and that's the one thing that you see in Steve. Is he's got it here and he's got it here. And yeah. I do think he has more talent than like Drew Pine, for example. There's no knock on Drew, but I mean, Steve, Steve to me, again, you talk about what Notre Dame could go out next year with Steve Angeli's starting quarterback and win nine, 10 games. Oh, I, just I will put, the, I will put I the over under at 10. I I'd would, say, I'd say nine and a half yeah. would be what it'd be for me with next year's schedule. Yeah. But it's just, it's, it's, it, I said the same about Drew. I mean, you could go, you could have gone out there last year and won 10, nine, 10 games with Drew Pine as your starting quarterback all year. Yeah. You know, because if, if Drew Pine was your starting quarterback, all season, maybe you beat Marshall because he would have been yeah. a little bit more okay. He's a little bit more experienced than Tyler was, whatever the case may be. You still lose to Ohio State. You know, may, maybe you go nine and three instead of eight and four. I don't know. But he just wasn't going to elevate you. And that's going to be my question on Steve is can he elevate? And that's what he's going to have to prove. And that is something that is very important because you brought up Brock Purdy. Hey, December 28, 2019, I wasn't impressed with Brock Purdy right. at the Camp and World Bowl. Right. I, Sorry, I mean, I he, was, from- he was overwhelmed by a much better yeah. football team. But I'm yes. sitting there watching that game like there's no way this dude is about to go into the NFL. But look, once again, who is he playing with as well? He's right. playing. He's he struggled. And when did he struggle this year? When his left tackle and his number one option weren't playing due to injury. He struggled. So that lets you go. It that puts him. You so you already know who he is as a quarterback. Like yeah. he needs these things in place. There are other great quarterbacks that can elevate above not having a starting left tackle, not having your number one option. Heck, we just watched Patrick Mahomes lose his number one option last year to Miami and win the Super Bowl. So right. it's there are guys that can elevate. Right. And that's what you're saying. You don't know if Steve Angeli can be that guy. It didn't matter who John Elway's Elway. receivers were or who yeah. his tight ends were, who his running yeah. backs were. I mean, John Elway went through different running back every year. I mean, Sammy Winder, Gerald Wilhite, you know, Melvin Bratton, Bobby Humphrey. I mean, it just it just was like until Terrell Davis it was just like recycling some running back no one else wants. Gerald Green, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it just or Gaston Green. It just was like, you know, but guess what? They were always still going to Super Bowls. Why? Because mm-hmm. John Elway, right? I mean, that's 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 the reality of it. So you, those are the guys you obviously want. But there aren't a lot of guys like that. And we're going to see if see Steve Angeli can can uh, can can make the throws and lead this team the way they need to to go get a win because uh, they need it. it. They absolutely need it.